welcome to the May 20th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from around the law firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on Angolan gas supply to the EU, visa facilitation in Cape Verde, major port and logistics projects in Mozambique, a new oil and gas licensing round in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news that Angola is one of the countries with the most potential to meet the European Union's gas needs. In order to reduce its dependency on Russian gas, the EU is turning to African nations, where the Miranda Alliance has been actively advising on oil and gas and LNG projects for a significant number of years, such as Equatorial Guinea, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Mauritania and Senegal. However, it seems that Angola has the most potential to meet the EU's needs in the short term, as it is an already established gas supplier to international markets. Part of a German delegation assessing business opportunities in Angola, the BioCare Green Manager Development Group promised a 5 billion euro investment in the country. While also gathering information on the energy sector and medical infrastructures, the German group expressed a particular interest in solid waste management. Speaking at the 8th African Petroleum Congress and Exhibition this week, the President of the Board of Directors of the National Agency of Petroleum, Gas and Biofuels stated that the volume and reserves of Angola's declared marginal fields are estimated at 4 billion barrels of oil and there is still a lot to be done to stabilize oil production in the country. He also highlighted the concession strategy in place, which has awarded 25 concessions so far, with a further 25 to be granted by 2025. Besides focusing on the offshore in the deep and shallow waters and the onshore on the coast, the bidding strategy is also looking at the inland basins with about 520 square kilometers of sedimentary basins. The Miranda Alliance participated actively in the Congress with our Lisbon and Luanda partners Rita Correia and Shindalena Lorenzo having moderated two panels and one of Miranda's experts on customs matters, Lilias Vedum, having spoken on another panel. Angolan companies were one of the most sought out at the international mining conference, the African Mining Idaba in South Africa, where potential investors were presented with several investment opportunities in the sector. Amongst the most enticing projects were the professional center and the diamond cutting factories needed to fill the diamond development pole in Lundesul. Nine months in, Angola's debureaucratization program, Simplifica 1.0, is already showing promising results. Set out to fight corrupt practices in central and local government agencies and expedite the issuance of documents, the program is standardizing procedures and integrating several services in one single entity, as well as eliminating unnecessary requirements for the issuing of passports and identity cards. The Cape Verde Investment Forum is back to Sol Island this June. Under the slogan, Cape Verde is open to the world, the fourth edition of the forum is being organized by the government in partnership with Trade Invest, a public entity that promotes foreign investment in the archipelago, to straighten private sector investments in the Cape Verdean economy through intermediation and facilitating access to domestic and international capital markets. The forum will follow the government's political orientation of diversifying the the economy and promoting the private sector. Its focus will be mainly on the digital economy, blue economy, renewable energies, maritime and air transport, financial services, agribusiness and tourism. 
The visa facilitation agreement between Cape Verde and the EU will enter into force on the 1st of July, providing greater and simplified mobility. The new rules will reduce visa fees, simplify the attainment of a multiple entry visa with an increasingly extended period of validity, and simplify the list of supporting documents to be submitted along with the visa application for citizens of Cape Verde. Meanwhile, Gabon is moving quickly to set up the means to fund two major infrastructures deemed priorities in the country, a bypass in Libreville on the road going to Owendo, aimed at easing traffic within the capital, and a new railway line between Owendo and Bouwe, which would support the development of several major mining projects in the Ogwe Ivindo province. With these projects in mind, the government registered the company Impacts Africa and Mauritius through the financial consortium Rise Gabon, comprising the Islamic Development Bank and the Fonds Gabonais d'Investissement Stratégique, which, through a public-private partnership, should be able to welcome institutional foreign investors interested in the project by 2023. In Mauritania, the Mauritania Investment Promotion Agency has established a strategic plan for the period of 2022 to 2026, rooted in the idea of an agile, sustainable institution that is dedicated to serving its users and developing the country's image before foreign investors. The plan is also focused on strengthening the agency's monitoring responsibilities and continuing to establish itself as a one-stop shop for investors. Meanwhile, in Mozambique, the port of Maputo, managed by the Maputo Port Development Company, intends to invest 1.1 billion US dollars in its port operations over the next 21 years. The investment will include interventions to be carried out in the port's concession area, both by the MPDC and its subconcessionaries. According to the plan, just over 700 million US dollars would be dispensed before 2033 and the remaining 442 million between 20 2033 and 2043. The main investments will consist of the expansion of the container terminal, a new Pier 1517 for dry bulk, a new access rail line to Pier 1517, and an area for establishing a floating power plant to produce energy for the national grid. At the Matola Terminal, MPDC plans to invest in the development of a liquefied natural gas import terminal, with a new pier with a 4.9 million tons per year capacity, and expand the Matola Coal Terminal capacity to 12 million tons per year, and an additional fuel berth to 3.7 million. With regards to cargo handling, MPDC forecasts an increase from the current 22 million tons per year to 54 million by 2043. Master plan also reassesses existing port infrastructure and capacity, operations, corridors, and supporting transport network, and aligns plans to expand interland connections, including other port terminals outside the concession area. According to a study carried out by MPDC, the Maputo Logistics Corridor yielded more than 2 billion US dollars in 10 years, having also created over 330,000 jobs and 489 million US dollars in taxes. The study also identified short, medium, and long term solutions to certain constraints affecting the corridor, such as reducing bureaucracy and upgrading computerized infrastructure at border posts, updating the rail system, including rolling stock, and introducing a one-stop border post in the Lubombo-Rosano-Garcia border. In the long term, the MPDC urges the government to ratify the African Continental Free Trade Agreement signed in January 2021. 
order to support the economic recovery of Mozambique, the IMF has approved the much-anticipated program that marks the fund's return to the country. The program will grant Mozambique a credit line of roughly 470 million US dollars, of which some 94 million are to be available for immediate withdrawal. The three-year agreement will help support the country's economic recovery and policies to reduce public debt and financial vulnerabilities, while creating conditions for priority investments in human capital, climate and infrastructure. The World Bank is also to provide 300 million US dollars for budget support focused on health, education, and agriculture. According to the World Bank, other windows of financing may be considered for 2023 and 2024, whose priority areas will depend on the reforms undertaken by the government. Another financial aid coming Mozambique's way is a 65 million euro investment from the EU in development projects in the northern areas of Mozambique affected by the armed insurgency. The specific projects, part of a wider package of development support to Mozambique for the 2021-2027 period, are still being prepared but should focus on resilience, infrastructure and water. Over in Portugal, foreign investment has brought in 2.2 billion euros to the country in the first two months of the year alone, a third of the amount brought in 2021. According to the government, these numbers are proof of Portugal's ability to attract foreign direct investment and may indicate a more robust economy than anticipated. Bosch will invest 100 million euros in Portugal and hire 350 more engineers. The German group, which has been in Portugal for 111 years, with plants in Braga, Ovar and Aveiro, employing nearly 6,000 people, closed the last fiscal year in Portugal with sales of about 1.7 billion euros, 5% more than the previous year. This investment shows great commitment to the company's operations in Portugal, which are a reference of success within the company. In the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the government announced the launch of international tenders for 16 oil blocks this July, intending to increase oil production to at least 200,000 barrels per day against the current 22,000. Besides oil production, the DRC remains committed to manufacturing lithium batteries for electric vehicles. Despite its lack of experience in manufacturing these batteries, the DRC has the world's largest untapped hard rock lithium reserves, which alongside other advantages such as lower production costs, might bring in the investors this industry may need. In the meantime, the Republic of the Congo and Italy have signed a gas supply deal to reduce the Italian reliance on Russian gas. Under the terms of the agreement, any will accelerate the development of a liquefied natural gas project that will enable the export of over 3 million tons of LNG per year once the project is fully operational in 2023, while ensuring production exceeds local demand. The deal is also set to enhance cooperation in decarbonization, sustainability and energy transition. In Timor-Leste, the government approved a draft resolution to bring into force the Convention with Portugal to avoid double taxation and prevent tax evasion on income taxes. The Convention, signed in 2011, also provides for the exchange of tax-related information between the tax administrations of the two states and aims to contribute to the creation of a stable tax environment favorable to the development of trade and investment, while also eliminating tax obstacles to the movement of capital, technology, and workers. 
In other news, new president and Nobel Peace Laureate José Ramos Horta took office on the 19th of May, while the negotiations for the petroleum production sharing contracts recently awarded in the country's second licensing round have kicked off, with Miranda's energy team assisting various of the selected bidders. you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website or LinkedIn page, where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www. .mirandalawfirm.com This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.